Welcome to the Below Average Gentleman Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Wesley, Jeff, and Guerra. October 27th, welcome in. Got me and Weto in studio. Uh-huh. And Jeff's joining us remote. But we here. We're all here, though. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at WesleyBAG, at TwinThunderBAG, at WettoBAG, and at BagmanPod for the podcast Twitter handle. All right. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Week 7 Takeaways, Week 8 Preview. And before we get into all that, let's talk about some news around the league. First, uh, Jerry Judy is expected to return on Sunday. How do you feel? What do you think that means for Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, all these guys? I mean, I assume they're going to try to ease him in, right? I don't think he's going to come in and be a 12-target type of day for Jerry Judy, right? I, like, I mean, if you have if you had him on IR, you sat him there long enough, I mean, I wouldn't. you would think they're not bringing him back until he's ready to play. I don't see this affecting Sutton as much as I do. Uh, Patrick? Yeah. Starfish? Yeah, right? I mean, I, I mean, com- coming off his worst game in probably a month. What's yeah, up? I mean, I like Judy this week. I, I like him going forward. I don't know if I would consider him like a top-tier type of guy, but he'll give you your 10 to 15 fantasy points. He's going to get targets in the slot. He's somebody that you want. You want to play. And that's a Bronco offense that needs all the help they can get at this point, right? Losing, what, four in a row or something like that? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure who to play from the Broncos after seeing the outing they had last week. No, it's been it's, a nightmare. But they, they, they were what? What? Cowherd had them third when they were 3-0, and and now they're lost four in a row. Like, they're, they're in drafting a quarterback land. The search for a quarterback continues. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard are both out for Thursday. Yes. I mean, does does that does that up the value for the other pass catchers in Green Bay? Or is this just going to be just a route? Is this going to be like a route? Oh, uh, it's going to be a route. I mean, good for you if you you were able to get that 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 three points. It's up to what six and a half, seven now, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, betting lines aside, I was really really excited to watch this game, and you know kind of lost a little bit of its luster. See, I'm going the other way. I was really, really excited to see it, and then I heard these two receivers are out, and now I'm even more excited to see it no, as I mean, a Cardinals like, fan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as a Cardinals fan, you're looking at a more guaranteed, you know, guaranteed continuing the undefeated season. Yeah. But, I mean, this game had so much potential matchup-wise, I thought, like, it was going to be, you know, as an NFL fan, it was going to be really fun to watch. You know, Devontae Adams, D-Hop, just slugging it out. Yeah, I mean, but Aaron Rodgers is still there. Like, is it? It's not out of this world for him to just play outstanding and I don't know, come to what Arizona, Arizona, where historically he's lost some big games, right? Valdez, Scantling, Randall Cobb, who who gets the lion's share of the targets here? I mean, I could just see Randall Cobb just being a target machine in the middle, right? I mean, Valdez Scantling is more of a more of a big play, big shot guy. Like, I don't, I don't really see his targets going up too much, but Randall Cobb's probably the dude. I'm not gonna play him but if i'm forced to play a green bay packer wide receiver he's he's probably the dude for me right yeah and i I think honestly the one that's going to be affected the most is aaron jones he's going to get more targets they're going to run the ball more they know they got to keep kyler off the field as much as they can i think it's a big aaron jones aj Dillon compliment kind of game 
And that's a, a Arizona defense that's allowing something like 14 and a half points a night. And now with those weapons out, like that, that defense is going to eat. The uh, Sean McBay, he says Cam Akers, he's tentatively cautious. Cam Akers could return for a playoff run. I feel like that's just shit you, you say out loud to make dudes work harder in the rehab aspect of it. Like, <laughs> hey, dude, we're waiting for you, man. Like, show up playoffs, we're ready to go. I mean, they're, they're fine with Henderson. He's done a, he's done a more than admirable job being, being, being the, the running back there. I feel like Sony Michelle's kind of been a letdown. I thought when they made that trade, they were going to use him, and he was going to be a 8 to 12 carry a guy that, that produces, and that really hasn't happened, right? That's as much fake news as I could even imagine. There's no <laughs> way Cam Akers is coming back. What, what do you have, an Achilles or, or the ACL? I don't even remember, but those injuries, you don't come back from the same season, even if they're in the playoffs. And it's not like they don't have a back that's carrying the load. Henderson has looked good. Sony Michelle looks good when he comes in and spells him. Like, I don't, I don't see where they would want to bring somebody back too soon, maybe ruin that dude's career. Yeah, he's, he's what, in year, year three of his career? Like if I'm him, like I'm, I'm in no rush to get back, right? No, no, no you'll, absolutely you'll still not. get a. If they somehow beat Arizona and won a championship, like he'll still get a ring. I mean, <laughs> he wouldn't be in the game, but he'll still get one. Uh, Zach Wilson has a PCL strain from last week, saying he's out two to four weeks. Uh, the the Jets then proceeded to trade for Joe Flacco, and it looks like Joe Flacco might be starting on Sunday. No, no, I, I actually read it this morning. They're going with the white kid from uh, is he Western Kentucky or something like that. The white kid. Oh, that's his name. That's his name. <laughs> his last name is white. Hey, what a what, what a disservice the Jets have done to that quarterback room, right? I didn't even realize this guy was the backup. Like they, they don't have a single veteran presence in that locker room to show Zach. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You I mean, know that, why, that's the, right? when, you, when you draft, when you spend a pick that high on a quarterback, you have that, that savvy 10, 12, 13 year vet who's on the, the latter part of his career. And they're like, hey, hey, bro, this is, this, this is, this is how you're a pro. This is how you study. This is how you break down tape. They got this white kid from Western <laughs> Kentucky who's, who's, who's probably less experienced than, 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 than Wilson the rookie. They, Here's they, why they, they did that. They set him up for though. failure. They did that, though, because they don't want to be in the same position as the Bears with Andy Dahl and Justin Fields. If they would have had a veteran in that locker room, all the players at practice are going to be like, hey, man, like, I know he's a first-round pick, but we should be starting this dude. Like, the Bears know they should be starting Andy Dahl at this point, and they're afraid to do it because of the media. I mean... Do the Jets get better or worse that Zach Wilson's hurt? He has not looked good at all. I feel like I feel like I've already seen this movie with Darnold. Like, hey, dude, like you're gonna play start for three years. It's gonna be a disaster. We're gonna fire the head coach, and we're gonna be drafting a quarterback again in three years. I feel like that's the the direction Zach Wilson's going with the Jets. Robert Sal and Zach Zach Wilson will not be a part of the Jets organization in in three or four years. Well, oh. I cannot wait until we get to talk about Sam Darnold today. I cannot wait. <laughs> Saquon Barkley's uh, the Giants say he's likely out to week nine. So if you're if uh, Devontae Booker holder, you got him for another week at least. Uh, hey, uh, that that ankle injury looked really bad when it happened, man. That that clip they showed out of it, like ankles aren't supposed to look like that. No, I mean I get it. His quads are humongous, but his ankles shouldn't shouldn't be that big. And remember but, when we talked about it, the whole thing was they they said it was going to be a week. We knew there was no way it was going to be a week. Two, three, four weeks. I mean, I, I don't know, man. 
Saquon, he, he just can't come back from something like that that quick. Nobody can. So, so the Giants. This this is what year year three of of, of the the Danny Dimes experiment, right? I mean, this offseason is coming where they're going to have to decide if they're going to give him that 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 rookie fifth year, right? Have, have we? I seen, don't think he's the problem. Yeah, but have we seen enough from him to where like they'll they'll let him play his fourth year and then negotiate after that, or, or are they going to give him that fifth year? Because that they're going to that whole roster, fifth year, that whole offense is hurt all year. I think it's there's too much uh, there's too much to worry about not giving him his fifth year. I mean, the quarterback prospects, like almost every prospect supposed to be coming out this year, looks like shit. Yeah, I mean, every top five ten that I've seen a, a mock draft doesn't have a quarterback in it. Yeah, it doesn't look good. The uh, let's see, uh, Tom Brady threw his six hundredth touchdown. Mike Evans proceeded to catch that touchdown, give it to a member of the crowd. Yeah. The they sent one of the trainers over or something, negotiated with the guy, got the ball back. A bunch of people were giving the guy shit because people were saying, oh, that's worth $500,000. Mm-hmm. I don't understand where they came up with a $500,000 evaluation of that football. Uh, dude made out pretty good, though. Yeah, yeah, I thought the guy got pretty well compensated. It was one of those, like, pristine auctioneers guy. Like, he said, like, a ball like that would go anywhere from, like, four hundred fifty to $600,000 or something like that. Like, that's it, insane. It's it, it's not your ball. I respect it, man. Like, no, dude, and, you'd be an asshole to and, keep that and ball. And plus, like, if it'd be different if that if it was the some fan of another team and he was like, nah, dude, I'm selling this. But here you are. You're, you know, you're a fan of the Bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's your team. I mean... Is that really? And I guess one of the things that hasn't been finalized, the guy did ask for. He wants to play a round of golf with Brady. Oh, that that ain't gonna happen, bro. <laughs> that ain't gonna happen. He lost all his negotiating power the the minute he the second he gave that ball up. But I mean, Brady he, said that you get what you get. But the guy, like, even after it was over, I mean, Brady gave the guy a Bitcoin. They gave the guy two, you know, two sets of season tickets for yep. the rest of this year, next year. Yep. Two signed jerseys and a helmet. Mike Evans gave him cleats and his game jersey. Yep. And there was more to it. I mean, it was they I mean, the guy got compensated pretty good. And, you know, I like for for him, I hope like I mean, I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility that Brady would go play golf with the guy in the offseason. And he got a Bitcoin, right? That was that's probably what yeah. like sixty five grand or sixty three grand, something like that. Yeah, I mean, the yeah. guy, guy did pretty well. I see what this guy's doing. Like he's gonna play around a golf, he's gonna try to bounce some golf, get some drinks, and there's a world where he's Invited to the Thanksgiving dinner at the Brady's, like that—that's that, what he's trying to do, bro. But I you, watched Entourage. Like he—he's he, trying to get in that circle. You had Tony Romo being all creepy. Like, what, what about, say? He's like, yeah, he's gonna get a date from Giselle. And- oh wow, yeah, that's <laughs> kind of creepy. I mean, think think about it though. You, you got sixty thousand on a Bitcoin. By next year, that shit could be at ninety thousand. Like one day, you went to an NFL game and then you just got. Sixty thousand dollars in season tickets for Brady's last two years potentially, like he he made out good, dude. If I was him, I'd cash out that Bitcoin and put it all on the on the bucks to cover this week. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you got. Uh, let's look at these week seven takeaways from Thursday night. Broncos at the Browns. Uh, the Browns handed you know they handled them pretty handily, and. Dernis Johnson, man, yeah, what a! If you were lucky enough to pick this guy up mm-hmm. and throw him in for possibly one week, that was a hell of a start. And my 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 takeaway from the Thursday night game is is I mean, Case Keenum took all of Baker Mayfield's negotiating power for a big time contract. I mean, he he's essentially he does what I mean. I get it. 
Baker's probably a little more talented, but like you can't give that guy forty million dollars. Like Kate, Case Keenum can do what Baker Mayfield can do. Is that too much? <laughs> from from a from a completion percentage standpoint, from a I mean he look at what Baker's done the last Kate, year and a half to to what Case Keenum, Keenum can do. Case Keenum has a tendency to come in and do this his first game or two. You know what they both have in common? They're both good enough to get the Browns in the playoffs and not win a Super Bowl. Both guys can do that. <laughs> is that let me, let me is, is that too much? Though. Is that too much? I've been the biggest like Baker hater out there. And after watching Case Keenum this week, I I disagree with what you're saying. I don't think Case Keenum looked even close to as good as Baker did. He would throw slants, drags, play action, dump off to the fullback. He was absolute trash. The fact that the Browns won that game was solely on their offensive line just beating the hell out of the Broncos, dude. Like, Baker at least pushes the ball downfield and makes plays. Yeah, I mean, and and like I said, Case Keenum's done this before. He mm-hmm. comes in, has a good game or two, and in the end, it, it doesn't last. Do you, do you know what they both have in common? They've both won a playoff game, right? Yeah. Okay. Hey, real quick, going back to Jarenis. Chubb's back this week. Does does he get run this week with Hunt still being out? Does he get five to seven carries? Maybe? I don't know. I mean, it's not one I'd want to start no, to No, see. not at all. Not at all. But I, I, I just hope this guy gets to continue... Continue playing, man, because it was nice to see. I mean, maybe they and should Chubb trade might him. run for a million. Oof. It's good to see Chubb back. All right, Bengals at Ravens. Uh, Ravens, uh, they were a six-point favorite, ended up losing by 20-plus. Burrow and Chase hitting their stride. It was a good one to watch. I, I, I <laughs> give up my time to you, Wes. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, it was fantastic. Go ahead. It was fantastic. Go ahead and rant. And seeing... The 80-yard touchdown to Jamar Chase that completely broke the Ravens' back was it was a thing of beauty. How many 80-yard touchdowns did Penny Sewell have this week? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Did that finally kill the whole Penny Sewell talk? Did it finally kill it on you know all offseason, all preseason, three weeks in? Oh, they should have drafted Penny Sewell. They should have drafted Penny Sewell. He broke them down, dude. He. Through seven games, he has the most receiving yards through seven games of any rookie of all time. You're talking Randy Moss, Jerry Rice, all all time, dude. And that play he made, that was an incredible spin off that tackle. Like that it, it was it was a nice play. And he's given up no sacks. <laughs> I, I mean we're we're just we're just giddy in this room that the, the Cardinals are the one seed in the NFC and the, the Bengals are the one seed in the AFC. Just as everyone predicted. Who day? If somehow the Bengals and the Cardinals play in a Super Bowl, <laughs> that's going to be the wildest event of all time for us. All right. Because we're going. The Panthers at the Giants. The Panthers were a three-point favorite. Same Darnold came out. Same Darnold. Same and got Darnold. benched. By, by, by that XFL dude, right, PJ? Yeah. PJ Walker? PJ Walker took over for same Darnold. Who looked just as shitty in in Sam Darnold's offense? Yeah, he. he made, I, I want to make some Beto's take because you were defending Sam Darnold and saying he was going to be the man all offseason. and finally, after a three and zero start, these guys are so <laughs> fucking dog shit. It is awesome. I mean, it it just, it just shows the importance of Christian McCaffrey to, to that offensive unit, right? I mean, they're three and zero when he suits up, and they're zero and four getting blown out by a. Three game under five hundred Giants team. 
Sam Darnold sucks. If they had a legitimate quarterback, that team would be good. They have good receivers. They have, like, even without McCaffrey, they have good players around them. The defense is good. Sam Darnold just sucks, dude. Sam Darnold. Let's let's call it what it is. Sam Darnold played so bad that as soon as the game ended, Tepper, the Panthers owner, was called called the Texans and says, I don't give a shit how many charges this guy has. What do you want for him? That's how bad Sam Darnold played. That's how bad Sam Darnold played. I'll take a serial wiener slinger over Sam Darnold. Are, are you are you done with Sam Darnold or are you still riding? No, on I'm, his out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. If I'm if I have it, if if I'm a front office guy for Carolina, like like yeah, dude, like like we're 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 moving on. And I feel like an idiot because I gave up a second round pick for him. All right, Wes. Now <laughs> my question it. goes to you. So this two weeks in a row, we've got Weddle to be out on Tua and out on Darnold. Who else has Weddle backed? That's like that's trash. Hey, so those are just the only two, right? Since I got out of uh, uh, the 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 Tua wagon, homeboy's got like six hundred and fifty yards and like seven touchdowns. He's looked he's looked decent, honestly. Tua has, and and it, 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 it was Tua than Darnold. Well, the thing about it, Deshaun Watson has a no trade clause, and it already came out and said that the only team he's willing to go to as of right now is Miami. So the Panthers, they're 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 stuck with PJ Walker, Sam Darnold. All right, you had the Washington football team at the Packers. Packers covered the spread. Solid outing for the Pack. Uh, I know Washington looked like they could have kept it a little closer, but, I mean, they did Washington things, fumbling at the one-yard line, throwing some bad interceptions. The uh, the Rodgers-Devontae Adams connection was still there, even though it won't be there on Thursday. But pretty solid game from the Pack. My takeaway from this game was Tyler Heineke, 10, 10 rushes, 95 yards. Like, where, where are those other two good running backs? Yeah, in the in the Heineke touchdown that wasn't, when he oh, dove man. into the end zone when no one was around him. And I, I get that's, that's some kind of rule like he gave himself up, but that was such trash. I thought the me. rule was, I thought the rule was for years, if you're going forward, you're fine. It's if you slide, you you give yourself up where, where you no, begin to the slide. They changed that a few years back with the... Like and then, the quarterback can still be giving themselves up and, by going on the ground. And then the audacity to do a Lambo leap on the road because you got the ball to the one. <laughs> right? That was awesome, though, dude. The Lambo leap was awesome. He found the one Washington fan, did the Lambo leap. But that's a touchdown, dude. Like, at some point, you got to – all right, the rule is the rule, but he's right there on the line when he fell down anyways. Like, that, that shit was ridiculous, man. Com- I, I common, common sense has to win the day, right? I don't know. Yeah. Hey, and the, how how awesome were those Packer uniforms? Those 1950s throwback. I, I was a fan. Yeah. They look sharp. I liked them. They look pretty nice. I can't wait till we get a throwback Redskins one day when we're not soft as fuck Easy, anymore. Easy, bro. The football team. <laughs> All right. The Chiefs were a five-and-a-half-point favorite at the Titans. Chiefs didn't even score a touchdown. They suck. Uh, not what Mahomes' mom said. <sighs> there, there was... There was no redeeming quality from the Chiefs' offense. It was they were terrible. Patrick Mahomes needs to needs to show a little bit of leadership here. He needs to sit his entire family down and tell them that they got to fucking stop, dude. They got to chill. They got to chill from from his wife to his brother to his mom. Like they 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 got to chill the fuck out, bro. Did, did did you see that clip? He's there at a restaurant. He's looking at an iPad like. I'm pretty sure he's not reading Fifty Shades of Grey. He's probably look, looking over tape, and his and his brother and wife are just 
having the time of their lives, having a, a dance party. When 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 homeboy was concussed, they got the shit kicked out of him. Like like that that can't happen, dude. That can't happen, right? No, I I I hate it, dude. And the whole thing about Mahomes is Mahomes is still an awesome quarterback. In the long run, we don't have to worry about it. But Andy Reid's got to figure something out because we I say it every week. We've been talking about it since the Super Bowl. The Bucks put out the blueprint mm-hmm. how to play those guys, and week in and week out, the defenses are playing the same exact way. They know exactly what the defense is putting at them, and they can't do anything. They can't they can't stop them. And it doesn't help that the defense is pathetic, but you know they 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 had three points against the Titans, and the Titans defense lets up thirty plus a week. And. I don't know, man. They're rushing for hitting Kelsey, doubling Tyreek. I mean, it's, I mean. They're the, they're daring him to run the football. Yeah, the Chiefs, I don't think the Chiefs are going to see many different looks here until they figure out what works. And it's going to happen to them week after week, so they got to figure something out. Uh, Falcons, they were two-and-a-half point favorite over the Dolphins. They covered one by three, right? Uh, Tua showed promise in this game. Had a pretty good outing. Couldn't overcome the Falcons in the end, though. Which, I mean, in the end, as decent as Tua may have looked, I mean, these are the type of games that you expect, you know, Tua to be able to win. I mean, what he 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 leads them downfield. They score a go-ahead touchdown. There's what a little over two minutes to go, and they just march down with ease and kicking in winning field goal. I mean, that's the quarterback did his job, right? I don't know. Like that that Dolphins team one and five like that that that's a ten win team from last year, dude. Like they're they're taking huge steps backwards from an organizational standpoint. And the, and the Falcons defense is nothing. No, they're bad. They're bad. Say it. They're bad. And and Kyle Pitts, Kyle Pitts becoming a dude, right? Yeah. Back to back, but mm-hmm. one hundred and fifty plus yard games. Yeah, I don't have much else for that one. Jets at the Pats. Pats were seven point favorite. It was my lock of the week. Uh, the Pats routed the Jets pretty easily. Covered that spread. It ugly game for the Jets. It, uh, I mean, there ain't much to say. I mean, Damian Harris had a hell of a game. Yeah. So if you had that guy in fantasy and you started him, congratulations. The- I, I I feel like this was a big fuck you game from Belichick. Like, oh, you're making fun of me. Like, look at this, dude. This is on tape. Put up fifty <laughs> points. Who's who's this Brady guy? Like, look look what we can still do. Like they the they Patriots O line mauled all day. The Lions at the Rams. Rams were a 15-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, Wet was lock of the week. Rams didn't cover that one. Uh, MCDC gave the Rams all they could handle. And that, oh, man, that was. I love I love what Motor the, City Dan Campbell the, did, bro. The onside kicking, fake punts, yeah. going for it every fourth down. Yeah. It was, MCDC was playing Madden. Yeah, like, I, I was waiting for this guy to, the, 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 Pull salt out out of his pocket and throw it in players' eyes. He he was trying everything to win, bro. The the, the brass knucks. That... Yeah. The only thing he didn't do was shut off the Xbox. And... <laughs> <laughs> this dude this dude coached an NFL game the way I played Madden when I was eight years old. That's essentially <laughs> what he did on on Sunday. Wasn't exactly the revenge game we were expecting. I love him but... for it, man. Uh, Eagles at the Raiders. Raiders were a three point favorite. The uh, I don't know my my note from this. Uh, to me, the Raiders look pretty for real without Gruden. They, that's two weeks in a row without Gruden. That I mean, the offense is humming. Uh, I think Derek Carr is 
second in the league in passing yards right now. And no, that that that, that offense is looking good, right? The and and that was without Waller. And and uh, the thing about this, like they're they're so hard to watch the Eagles on offense. Like it, I feel like I come in here and say it every week. Like Nick Sirianni, like what what are you doing, man? And what are you doing? Jalen Hurts made up for it when with more garbage time. He he got you your fantasy points. So once away, once again, you you have this great fantasy quarterback. And if you watch the game, it's terrible. Are the Raiders better because they don't have John Gruden calling Spider Two Y banana every <laughs> single play? <laughs> and, and and how about the the NFL coming out with with a, the they finished the the Washington Football Team report all the shenanigans going on there the last decade with that team and nobody's taken the fall from that organization except for John Gruden. They 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 vilified him and like yeah you're you're the only one the name that got released everybody else is 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 cool with it somebody had to go down yeah that's 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 it's kind of shady bro <laughs> that's really shady all right bears at the bucks bucks were a 12 and a half point favorite they covered pretty easily this was ridiculous tom brady threw something like was it four or five touchdowns in the first half four and i i mean i know it's early it's early to call it justin fields looks like a bust this dude looks terrible he looks awful. I mean, what 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 don't the Bucks do good? Is it, is there anything that they they don't do good? I get it. They they got some DBs. Yeah, they're past defense. They got but but like those dudes are supposed to come back by by playoff time, right? But they're right now their past defense is horrible, and you had Justin Fields couldn't do anything. No, one hundred eighty four yards, three picks for Justin Fields. Do you think Andy Dalton is just like is he even going to practice at this point? <laughs> is 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 he right? I mean, that I mean the 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 Bears are gonna have a new head coach next year, right? Oh yeah, hundred percent. I'll 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 mortgage the house that Who's, Matt Nagy Mount Nagy will not be coaching there next year. Is that the first coach that gets fired? I don't know, but he he won't be there. There's no it, way. I and this is what I don't get. Even with Mitchell Trubisky, Mount Nagy was able to take the Bears to two playoff berths. Yeah, in. Like Fields looks terrible. Hey, if if how many <laughs> Wes does how bad does he look, <laughs> dude? It's awful. I mean, you if you watch this, he's god awful. There's gonna be teams that offer the big the biggest king's ransom for for your Aaron Rodgerses and and your Russell Wilsons in the offseason, right? I mean, I mean, because because Chicago was mentioned as one 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 of the three four teams that Russell Wilson wanted to go to, right? Yeah. So Justin Fields and how many first rounders gets you, Russell Wilson? Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> is it four? Is it three? Is it is it three or four? If you give me a first rounder in Justin Fields, we'd call it a deal. You would do that? No, like just to take him off your team. Oh man! But if I have to put him on my team, well, with his contract. I don't, I don't know, man, but the 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 Bears, I get it. Like it, it's a lot of pressure to put on this kid. What three starts into his career, but uh, but Nagy does him no favors. That's a that's a that that's a sunken ship. That that he, the, he's not doing himself any favors. Maybe there, he there are some fired. there are some players on that team. Yeah, he's I mean, got Darnell Mooney, Allen Robinson. I thought Allen Robinson retired week two. Cole Komet. The their running backs have still looked decent mm-hmm. and. You know, whether it's been David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert, I mean, it he sucks. 
remember how pumped we were for the Bears, too, after the draft? We were pumped for them. We thought Justin Fields could be a spark plug, turn the Bears organization around. And like, and then we were like, okay, the Panthers, they must think they got something in Darnold if they passed on this dude. No, they were like, Sam Darnold sucks so bad, but he's better than this dude we could draft. And, and like, <laughs> it, it just shows the, 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 I mean, I mean, who's 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 the rookie quarterback that's looked the best? Obviously, right? Who is it? Mac Mac yeah, Jones. Yeah, yeah, because he fell into the best offensive line with a legit play caller who's established as one Super Bowls and a culture of winning. And all these other quarterbacks went to fucking and they, and dumpster they, fires and they played and they're a, all struggling. They played a Mac Jones strength, you know, the short, quick passes. I mean, it, it works for a rookie. To me, it looks like Justin Fields when he's out there, the dude can't make reads. Yeah, like put 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 Mac Jones on the Bears and. He's he's this he's 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 Justin Fields numbers right? He might be a little more accurate. I don't know. Uh, Texans at the Cards. This was Jeff's lock of the week. Seventeen and a half point favorite. The Cards were they covered. They covered and shellacked the Texans. It, it got off to a slow start. I got a little worried. Yeah, it did. Uh, Texans weren't scoring right away, and I was getting a little worried about this game and. You know, luckily they, you know, woke up, realized they were playing an NFL game, and put it to the Texans. And David Johnson was up for it, man. He he came back to Glendale and had seven carries for twenty five yards. <laughs> Super Bowl! What a homecoming he had. And hey, cards cover again. Until they don't, man. Bet on the cards to cover. I know I'm a homer, but man, they look good week in week out. The defense is playing better. And breaking news, uh. Jones is coming back. We haven't had him the last two weeks, and our defense is looking good. And JJ Watts Kyler's out. Awesome. What's that? JJ Watts out. Chandler Jones coming back. What's what out with shoulder injury? Yeah, he'll be fine. We're seven and zero. And and <laughs> Zach Ertz in his debut as an Arizona Cardinal, three three receptions, sixty six yards, and a touchdown. Could have rushed for a touchdown too, right? I mean, he's longest. He, Longest reception of his career, his first game as a Cardinal. He looks like uh, Kyler's going to rejuvenate the the Zach Ertz we thought that was going to retire. I mean, all, all around the league, it was a good day on National Tight End Day. This is yeah. this, Zach Ertz going from Jalen Hurts to Kyler Murray is like a, a a troll divorcing you and and getting married to Miss America. That's essentially what this is. <laughs> That's essentially what's happened to Zach Ertz's life. All right, Colts at the 49ers. 49ers were a three-and-a-half-point favorite. They lost to the Colts. Colts got a solid win. It was, uh, I don't know how many times I had to hear the terms atmospheric bomb and cyclone river overhead, but the Colts got it done. <laughs> it was an ugly game. Yeah. Ugly game. Hey, at what at what point does this, does this, does, does the blame fall on Shanahan for this? For, for I mean, I, I, I saw a stat there. There's something like, are they something like one in ten in their last eleven home games? The 49ers? Oh, I don't know. I like, like I get it. it. Jimmy Garoppolo was hurt. Jimmy Garoppolo is always hurt. I know Kittle's hurt. Kittle's always hurt. Like at some point that you have to overcome this as an organization and start winning some games. Especially when you got Carson Wentz like trying to give you the game at points. Remember they were on the goal line and that he was, just like flipped it forward that for was an one interception of the, on the goal line? That was one of the worst interceptions I think I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, it was and I think, who was it? We were, you know, we were in a text chat back and forth and uh, Posty put in there. He's like, he's like, what the fuck was that? 
I'm like, that was Carson Wentz. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Saints were a five-and-a-half-point favorite against the Seahawks. This was an awful game. Seahawks didn't – or Saints didn't cover. They won the game. This was terrible. I could barely finish watching it. The the lack of respect from a play calling standpoint that, that that the Seahawks have of Geno Smith, like they're they're driving in the fourth quarter. It's already in the fourth quarter. They're down a score and they're driving and they come out and they hand the ball off three times for six yards and punt. Yeah, they they that, didn't know what to do when they got the ball back that quick. And and I I don't know if I've ever seen anybody embrace getting sacked like Geno Smith. Like he he sees one guy in his face and it, it's over. There, there there's no. There's no trying to avoid it. Like he, he gets sacked like he gets paid to get sacked. Let me put this into perspective for you. Geno Smith on his third play threw an 84-yard touchdown to DK Metcalf. He ended the entire game with 167 passing yards. <laughs> that is pathetic. So after the third play of the game, you threw for 80 yards. Four quarters of football. Yeah, and, and, and DK Metcalf's second target came midway through the fourth quarter. Right, mm-hmm. the best part how of these dudes are such uh, how they aren't like ten point dogs every week from now on. I have no idea. Like we'll get to this part, but the Seahawks play the Jags and they're three and a half point favorites. I think that is insane. The best part of this whole game was Marshawn Lynch dropping an f bomb on national TV <laughs> with with the old Manning brothers. Yeah, I mean, what what is is this is this PG rate like two weeks ago? Eli Manning flipping double birds. Marshawn oh, Lynch dropping F-bombs they're here. T- they're taking all kinds of fines, bro. <laughs> the FCC's got a close eye on the Manning brothers on Monday night. So yeah. ESPN has been shitty for so long. They're finally taking a page out of WWE's book, and they're pulling out the Attitude Era. <laughs> it's time to just start rolling. Marshawn Lynch got on there, and the first thing he said was that he just took three shots of Henny. That was the <laughs> first thing he said. Like I, I can't wait for next week when Eli and Peyton are right there talking football, and Cooper shows up with an NWO t-shirt and smacks him in the back of the head with a folding <laughs> chair. So I, I told Wes this. Wes is big on the, the Manning... Uh, broadcasts on the on the game. I like listening to them. I just don't like it during the game. So I watched the game, and then I went back and listened to what they were talking about. They were funny as hell, especially with Brady on there. They're just roasting each other back and forth. Brady's like, "Hey, uh, I liked our games with. I liked my games playing Peyton a lot more than I did playing against Eli." <laughs> <laughs> and then didn't Eli say, "I loved all of our games, Tom"? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, let's jump into this week eight preview. So far out of seven weeks, Jeff has four points on the Stone Cold Locks. I have five. Weto has three. Hey, Wes, that's five out of seven, dude, is really good. It's hot. I mean, like, you know, if you're you're betting just, if you say, I mean, we bet a thousand things a week, but if you just bet Wes's lock every single week, you make it bank, boys. Professional you gamblers. Who else? Professional gamblers hit like something like, like a 58%, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm better than a professional. Hoorah. <laughs> All right. First game of the week, Packers at the Cards. Cards are six-and-a-half-point favorite, over-under 49-and-a-half. And if you hear my voice moving back and forth, I am looking at the live screen, making sure these lines are correct as I call them. So, yes, the Cards are still a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, I think we all like the Cards in this one, especially without Adams, especially without Lazard. Can I say it? Go for it. Stone Cold Lock of the Week. Arizona Cardinals this at home. Is, 
minus six and a half. <laughs> Give me the Cardinals covering the six and a half. They're they're gonna boat race them, bro. They're gonna boat race. That offense isn't gonna be able to score with the Cardinals in Phoenix in a place where Aaron Rodgers historically has struggled. He's lost a couple playoff games there. Yeah, give me the Cardinals. Stone cold lock of the week. All right. If you if you haven't I know you guys don't hear the behind the scenes, <laughs> but this is Weddo's about six lock of the week in the course of thirty minutes. I'm giving you parlays, guys. Cash him in. <laughs> yeah, so before the podcast me and Wes were talking about our locks. We're like, all right, Weddle, what's your lock? And we're, he he picked like one game and then went to another, and he picked five. And be, so before the show, we thought his lock was something else. And right now, he just threw the bomb. Like, you, nope, you lock don't, of you the don't, week. You don't show your cards till all the chips are on the table, Jeffy. Hey, so I have a legitimate question here about the Devontae Adams thing. So Devontae Adams is vaccinated. He gets COVID, and then... They're saying they're saying he still has a chance to play, is what I'm saying. So he tested positive on like Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday. They said if he gets two negative tests 24 hours apart, he could play Thursday. But on the other hand, Alan Lazard is not vaccinated, but he was in close contact with Adams. They said he has no chance of playing. He has to sit out five days. So this dude that doesn't even have COVID has to sit out five days. But if Devontae Adams has COVID but tests negative the next two days, he could play. That makes no sense whatsoever. It's science. No, it is no sense. Science. So the guy that has COVID can play the next day, but the guy that doesn't have COVID can't play. Whatever. I mean, hopefully Devontae Adams doesn't play. They smash the six and a half. The week started with Arizona minus three and a half. I know I smashed that one. Like I thought they would, they would cover that with Devonte Adams there. West thinks I'm crazy, um, but I, I like the pick. I, I mean, six and a half is a lot of points against Aaron Rodgers, but the Cardinals look good, man. That the the whole point of with uh, Devonte Adams when he was there and it was a three and a half. That's the whole reason why I say don't bet on your team because you can find a reason. Oh yeah, the Cards will cover three and a half. If Devontae Adams is there, this is a different game. And and then can I just just, just to elaborate a little bit here? So it, it, it opened up at three and a half, right? So Vegas thinks so much of Devontae Adams that, that the second that they found out that he was out or potentially out, it's leaning towards that now as we as we get closer to Thursday night, the line moved to six and a half. So it jumped three whole points as opposed to last week when we thought Baker Mayfield was gonna play Thursday night, it was three and a half, and then they found out no Baker's not playing. Uh, uh, Case Keenum's playing line state at three and a half, so that that the 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 odds makers like that's how much they think of Devontae Adams. Well, a lot of that comes down to how much money's coming in, and I'm sure when a lot of people, as soon as Devontae Adams is out, people started putting money on that three and a half line. Mm-hmm. And- well, I was watching it from the beginning, so I'll give you a full breakdown on it. It was at three and a half. It went to four and a half before Devontae Adams was ruled out. Then they said he had COVID. As soon as he said, they said he had COVID, it went to five and a half. And then throughout the day, I think probably heavy money was going to Arizona, moved to six and a half. I mean, would you be surprised if by tomorrow it's not over a touchdown just, just because of how many people are betting the Cardinals? That'll get to seven by kickoff. So Weddle making this his lock of the week. Lock does of that the week. Wo- does that worry you, Jeff? It worries the hell out of me, dude, because <laughs> Weddle's locks of the week have been inconsistent as fuck. 
You got so one more point I than I you. do. You got one more point than I do. <laughs> <laughs> you're on a losing streak. But he's over saying. 50%. You're under. <laughs> no, no. I'm 50 because I'm 3-3-1. Three, three, and Because one. one was a tie. If you want to push, if you want to play, if you want to play the numbers, a push is a loss. I didn't lose money. I didn't lose money on that push. (laughs) All right, (laughs) the Dolphins at the Bills. Bills are thirteen and a half point favorite. Over under forty nine and a half. I feel confident taking the over, but I am not touching the Bills at minus thirteen and a half. Uh, Especially after what the Titans made them look like. The I'm fine taking the Bills on a money line, but I'm not taking this as a spread. Now two touchdowns is a lot of points, man. Like it might I've I've bet on the Dolphins to cover, I think, three weeks in a row. And and I'm this is a stay away for me. Like altogether. Like I don't even want to watch this game. Complete stay away. I don't away. care. Go ahead. Sorry, Widow. No, no. I don't care. I don't care how good the Bills are. If this moves half a point and gets to 14, I will bet the Dolphins to cover that. Because Tua stays in games, man. Like I know the Bills blew them out earlier this year, but do you really see a, a blowout coming like that? No, and and and, and, and as, them off base. as well as Tua has played the last two weeks, like like those two weeks that he's played great, like he he has a soul crushing interception where you're like, what are you doing, man? Right? Yeah. I mean that that uh, you, you watch four quarters of Tua, like that's that's gonna happen. All right, Panthers at the Falcons. Falcons are a three point favorite over under a forty six and. Based on how the Panthers are playing, if Christian McCaffrey's not playing, I'm easily sitting on the Falcons side of this one. I mean, he can't play, right? He has to sit out a minimum of one more week. Is that what I it think is? so. I think so. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, like I, I, this, I don't love this one, but if if, if I got to pick one, give me the Falcons. And just be, yeah, I, yeah, just be prepared in case team. that line that if for some reason we're incorrect and McCaffrey can play, like watch that line move. My betting advice would be not to bet on this game because if Atlanta was the favorite and supposed to win, they, they're just not consistent either. I, I mean, they should win. I would pick Atlanta, but Matt Ryan's good to come out and just have a shit game just because. Am, right, am I right on that? Well, th- th- this is the rule of thumb, right? You get an extra three points for being at home. The three-point favorite's at home, so Vegas thinks these are pretty, pretty good, pretty close rosters, pretty good teams matched up-wise pretty much identically. Mm-hmm. All right, Eagles at the Lions. Eagles are a three and a half point favorite over under forty eight. Uh, this is might be one of the Lions' best chance to steal a game. Love the Lions plus four. Love the Lions plus four here. But the so right now you can get the Lions at plus three and a half. If you were going to take the Lions at plus three and a half, I would go ahead and take the money line at plus one fifty eight. And and get paid on a straight Lions win. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, they they they've been close. What three of the seven games, and the Eagles, if, if watching them three weeks in a row, are absolute trash. So if if the Lions pick up their first win, like yeah, it wouldn't be that surprising. Yeah, wouldn't. But I mean, a few weeks ago, we were betting the house that they beat the Bears with Justin Fields and got fucking trash. <laughs> like like if if you really got the balls to bet on the Lions, good for you. I can't do it. Somebody this week is going to steal that Lions fake punt. Somebody's going to try it this week. Love that play. It was a great play. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind, you know, I wouldn't mix, uh, you know, I'm not going to mix the Lions into like one of my big money line bets. No, no, no. Like just a straight straight money line bet on the Lions here. 
I yeah. I will be betting the Lions money line this week. I mean, you can currently get a plus one fifty eight. You know, double up your money and then some. The uh, the next one we got up here is the Titans at the Colts. This this one just keeps moving, dude. This is crazy. The Titans are currently uh, plus one and a half. When I I wrote this down, maybe forty five minutes ago, and the Titans were minus one and a half. Yeah, it was going to be my lock of the week till it moved. But the yeah, the Titans plus one and a half over under fifty one, <laughs> and, and uh, it's a this is, I mean, according to Vegas, this is a definition of a pick 'em game, and I'm pick I would pick the. I would pick the Titans in this one. I mean, the Titans coming off two big time emotional wins, right? I mean, is is it is it a possibility for a letdown here? It's not a an emotional win, isn't you win twenty seven to three. No, but they, they, they beat two really I mean, they were dogs in both of them, right? You can't say the Chiefs are really good. Well, not not after last week. They beat they routed the Chiefs, handled them <laughs> like I mean, just beat the shit out of the Chiefs and that, I mean, that's it. Do we do we even know if Mahomes is playing after that? That was a nasty hit he took. They said he's already cleared. Oof. But, I mean, if I was going to – I don't think I would bet on this one. It's a little close for me, but I, w- I would take the Titans on this one. Anybody? Shout out my indie people, oh, dude. I guess, like, I guess, I, I guess I got it's the Colts winning this game. Indie time. I got I mean, the Colts winning this game. I, Wes is all in on the Titans. It sounds like you're on the Titans. The Colts are winning this game, boys. I'm telling you, they're winning this game. I don't know if your earphones are working, but I, I said I got the Colts winning this game. Oh, sorry. <laughs> All I heard was West Titans, 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 Titans. But I mean, there, there's a reason the line moved three points from one and a half one way. I mean, to the other because the sharps are are heavy picking the Colts here. Huh? I don't know. It should be a great game, right? It should be a back and forth, run heavy. I mean, we'll we'll see, but I would take the Colts here. All right, you got the L.A. Rams 14.5-point favorite at the Texans over under 48. Uh, I'll take the Rams in a money line. I'm not going to bet on the Rams spread after what we saw with them in Detroit. The And then we're not sure who's playing quarterback for the Texans is another problem in this one. Yeah, yeah. If if I mean, Tyrod has been cleared off IR, so he's practicing. We don't know if he's going to start, but, like, yeah, Tyrod's a huge upgrade from, 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 from that dude with the neck. What's his name? And that guy, <laughs> Davis hey, Mills. If Tyrod Taylor's playing. You want to get in Texans plus 14 and a half. And he then, keeps games close. And then a little bit of breaking news. I don't know if you guys saw that or not. Mark Ingram actually traded to the Saints right before we went on the air. Wow. I mean. That, wait, is that is that real news? Yeah, that's legit. Wes, Wes isn't impressed, but that happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, the good old days. Yeah. Fantastic move. I'm sure he's going to do awesome in New Orleans. David Johnson, uh, fantasy owners are ecstatic with this trade. Yeah, because he looked really good last week. The uh, Bengals at the Jets. Bengals are currently a 10.5 point. It's been moving. It was 11.5 about an hour ago. It's back down to a 10.5. Over under 42.5. The... I think Jeff had this as a lock for quite a while. I think the line started getting a little crazy for him because it opened at Bengals minus four. It moved Before to Before the games this week. Yeah. And then it moved to eight and a half, which was still doable. Then it moved to ten and a half. Then eleven and a half. I mean, 
I'm really happy that it moved back in our favor a point. So we've been looking at games a week ahead of time. Before the game started Sunday, the Bengals were minus four against the Jets. And I remember us talking about it like, that can't be right. Like that, we should put, we should put money on that minus four. I didn't, I fucked up. I knew I fucked up. Then the Bengals just trashed the Ravens. The Jets get destroyed. The next time you see the line, it's at eight and a half. I saw that and it was like I got it at four. I was pumped. I put it, I bet on that game. I put it in a parlay for them to cover that. Then the uh the next day it moves to nine and a half, then ten and a half, then eleven and a half. I mean, to win by eleven is a lot in the NFL, but I'm pretty confident that the Bengals are gonna win by two touchdowns. The only thing that scares me, the only thing that scares me is we talk every week about the Bengals typically score 24 points and that's it. I mean, last week they, they've scored like 40 some, but if they only put up 24 points, that means their defense has to blank these dudes. They got to hold them to 10 points. And And then, then, uh, the jets making the savvy move of trading for Joe Flacco, who started four games for them last year and was on four. And now what's crazy. You talk about, we look at these lines a week ahead. We were already looking at next week's. And the Jets play the Colts next week, and the Jets are the Colts are a fourteen point favorite next oh week right God. now. Which none of this makes any, make sense any sense to me. That's a lot. That's a lot because the Bengals are better than the Colts. No disrespect to the state of Indiana, right? Intended. <laughs> the all right, we got the the Steelers at the Browns. The Browns are three and a half point favorite over under forty two and a half. This one's kind of a hard one to call. It's a divisional game. I I uh I kind of like the 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 uh, Steelers plus three and a half here. Give me the points. Give me the points. I get it. Big watching Big Ben is like watching the worst three hour movie you've ever seen in your life. But I kind of like the Steelers in this one. Jeff Jeff's over there. The Kembe Matumbo in me. Go ahead, not Jeff. Not so fast. The Steelers aren't winning this game. They're not going to cover. I mean, I'm not I'm not big on the Browns either, with or without Baker. But their run. Offense alone is going to win him this game, man. And and Big Ben is horrible. That dude can't put up points, man. That's the pro. That's the real problem. Because they got players. Their defense is good. They have wideouts. Najee's awesome, but their line's a little suspect. And Big Ben looks horrible, man. And I think the problem in this game is you have the Steelers' line being a little suspect, and the Browns' defensive line isn't suspect. Or. Miles Garrett's gonna he's gonna be causing some problems for Big Ben. He's gonna be ripping Steeler helmets off and bashing them on the top yeah. of the head. And he'll probably get drug tested again immediately following the game. <laughs> the one Did you ga- see that? The one game all season he didn't wear long sleeves, bro. That tricep <laughs> definition, that dealt by definition that he's got he got drug tested that Monday. All right, you got the 49ers at the Bears. 49ers are three and a half point favorite. 39 and a half over. 39 and a half over under. Man, these are that's just, not a mistake. That's one of the that, that's the lowest. I'll I've take seen. the under. I'm is there is there two teams that are that are just downward spiraling worse than the Bears and the Niners right now? That the teams that thought they had a chance to compete to win some games, possibly sneak into the playoffs, and, and their their seasons are just I mean, as bad as the Niners look to me, I think they could win this one. Yeah, like I'm, I'm not betting on Justin Fields to win games right now. I can't. So if we're talking about bet, like the betting lines on this game and the Steelers Browns game, I would way, 
I would way prefer to bet the under on both of these games than to pick a team yep. and bet the spread. The, I mean, 39 and a half is really low. I don't think there's any chance they hit, hit that. I don't think there's any chance. And the, I mean, both of these games are going to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, kill the clock. They can't throw. And I, I'm taking the under. It, and, and, and Trey Lance is still hurt, right? Like, he's, he hasn't even suited up. He's, he's not going to on Sunday. Is Once he's healthy to go, like, is he the guy? I know Shanahan came out and said that Trey Lance will start once we're eliminated from the playoffs. I feel like that's already happened. Well, when they asked if Jimmy Garoppolo was the starter, he, Shanahan said, well, I guess. <laughs> like, it was awesome vote of confidence, man. <laughs> All right. Jags at the Seahawks. Seahawks are a three-and-a-half-point favorite over under 43-and-a-half, and this is my lock of the week. I got the Jags covering plus three-and-a-half. I think they're going to win this game. I'd, yeah, not only do I think the cover is three-and-a-half, I'm pretty sure I would have the Jags winning this game. The Seahawks look terrible. They're and, not going to have – they don't have Chris Carson. Geno Smith looks like shit. Like, it, just give me the Jags in this. I know they don't look that great all the time. But I think Trevor Lawrence can make enough plays against the Seahawks secondary. It's, it's been so bad this year in Seattle that that USC fans think that they can lure Pete Carroll back to back to college and get that USC job again. That's how bad it's been the last few weeks in Seattle. So this last game, Seahawks and Steelers played on Monday. That game was so bad, and they both teams looked so horrible. I couldn't wait to see what the lines were at their next week's games because I immediately put money on the teams they were playing. I didn't even care who it was. The Seahawks looked horrible. The Saints didn't look good. Man, the Jags are going to win this game. I love this pick as one of the Bagman Stone Cold Locks of the week. G- Geno Smith was so bad last game. Russell Wilson had more passing yards throwing phantom Phantom two-minute drill in, 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 in the pregame. That's how bad Geno's been. All right, we got the Patriots and Chargers. This line keeps changing. It is currently Chargers are favored minus five, over under 48 and a half. I like the Chargers here. Uh, I'll, I would take the Chargers minus five here. That was, that was, that was six at one point, right? Five yeah. and a half, six around it, there? Yeah, it's been moving all over the place. I mean, the only thing that gives me pause is that Herbert's worst game as an NFL quarterback was last year against Bill Belichick and that and that and that Patriots defense. And if I know we say it, we've said it before, Bill Belichick salivates when he sees a young young quarterbacks. I don't know. I probably stay away from me. I don't have I don't have much faith in the Patriots offense against the Chargers defense. They just put up fifty five <laughs> against the Jets. Come on. <laughs> this is one of those tough games for me to pick. I mean, the Chargers should win the game, but I see it being a close game. I mean, the way the Ravens shellacked the Chargers, it kind of brought the Chargers back down to earth. You know, say, these guys aren't as elite as we might have thought. The Patriots have played everyone close. It took the Cowboys overtime to beat them. I mean, I know a lot of that was the Cowboys making mistakes, but the Patriots have a good O-line. They have a good defense. If Mac Jones isn't turning the ball over, I see this being a close game. That and and then the Chargers coming off a bye week, like historically, good teams look really good off a of bye week, right? Yeah, that's true. That's that's that's, that's going to be a fun game to watch. That, circle that one on Sunday. Washington football team at the Broncos. Broncos are a three point favorite, forty four and a half over under. Uh, I like the football team to win this game. 
I I don't circle this game. This is going to be a <laughs> snooze fest for me. I'd rather watch six reruns of Everybody Loves Raymond than this game. Like I I, I don't want to watch Tyler Heineke and Teddy Bridgewater in the pillow fight of the week. I I mean whatever, man. Who you got? Give me a uh, give me the Washington. So give me Washington. Are you guys in the three. still confident in Washington if uh, Terry McLaurin doesn't play? He came up on the injury report today. No. No, he's okay. he's basically their whole team on offense. Well, I just wanted to put it out there, like for guys that are making bets on this game, I'd say we all like Washington at plus three. But if you might want to wait till game day to make a decision, because if Terry McLaurin doesn't play, Antonio Gibson's still hurt, you might want to fade this one. Pivot, <laughs> pivot. And if Terry McLaurin is hurt, I'm definitely taking the under at forty four and a half. And Terry McLaurin, they just throw the ball up to him and he balls out. Yeah. yeah, he's currently sitting in the top ten for receivers. I mean that that's essentially been the only only highlight of that entire roster, right? Terry McLaurin. Yeah, that that D's been bad. The quarterbacks got hurt. They're on the backup. the The, the running game has hasn't been what we thought it was going to be. I mean that that's a that's a one man team. All right. I know I say it all the time, but Terry McLaurin played high school football in Indiana, boys. <laughs> Shout out. All right. The Bucks at the Saints. Bucks are a five and a half point favorite over under forty nine and a half. Uh, after seeing what we saw out of the Saints, I'm pretty comfortable taking the Bucks at five and a half. I also have them in my money line bet for the week. I saw I saw a wild stat because I get it. Like Jameis hasn't been great, but there's one there's one quarterback in the NFL who has at least a hundred passes from a clean pocket without an interception. Can you guess who that is? It's Jameis Winston. Like that that that's the last name that I would think of once I saw that stat. Since joining the Bucks, Tom Brady has thrown fifty touchdowns and zero interceptions in the red zone. Yeah, but he's down a Bitcoin. I don't know if you guys saw the news. <laughs> yeah, but saying that about Jameis, absolutely. Give me the Bucks. I don't I'm I don't I don't I don't bet on, on the on, on bad quarterbacks. It, it it's it scares me. I don't yeah. Give me the bets the 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 Bucks and the five points. I bet against bad quarterbacks. Five and a half. I'm I'm smashing on the Bucks on this one, dude. The Bucks are probably gonna blow these dudes out. The they looked like the Saints looked like shit against the Seahawks. Jameis Winston, I don't care how clean the pocket is. This dude sucks. <laughs> L- listen to this dude's stats. Week one, 148 yards, 111 yards, 128 yards, 226. He had a 279 game and he completed 50%. And then last week he threw for 222, completed half his passes. I hate it, dude. If if I was a uh, old coach, man, he he was right with Taysom Hill, dude. Taysom Hill probably giving them a better chance to win games than old Jameis Winston. He looks bad. I'm betting against him. Smash the Bucks at five and a half. Because before the game starts, it's going to be at seven. I guarantee it. All right, you got the Cowboys at the Vikings. Cowboys are a one-and-a-half-point favorite over under 55. My stone-cold lock of the week, boys. We got the Cowboys minus one-and-a-half. Basically, all they have to do is win the game. This is, according to Vegas, a pick-em game. Uh, they're both coming off, off bye weeks. I, I think they win this game, man. I don't see any reason why they can't go into Minnesota, win the game, I'm I'm very confident in this. The only thing that, that has me a little worried is it started at two and a half. Thought I hit the lottery getting in at two and a half and moved down to one and a half. So so people are betting the Vikings. 
I'm not buying that, man. Take take the Cowboys, lock it in. Now, my advice would be if you're ready to take the Cowboys at minus one and a half, you might as well go ahead and, and take the money line at because the minus one and a half pays you minus one ten. The uh the money line pays minus one twenty four. I mean you're, you're hedge your bet to be a little safe. Bit. Hedge your bet at one bit. point, just lose a little money. Yeah, I mean You're I losing mean, pennies on the dollar at that point. And I then, mean, if you're gonna win, you're probably gonna win by three. Definitely, you know, like chances are you're gonna win by two at least. Man, I got I got the Cowboys. What do you think of the I, over I under fifty five? Um, they're probably gonna go over it, man. There's gonna be a lot of points scored in this game. Both both teams, man, are gonna put up twenty eight. That's a lot of at points. least fifty five is a lot of points. But I mean, this is one of the games that's gonna happen in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean. Any game that the Cowboys are in, that that explosive offense, like it's it's gonna be on the higher end of of uh, over unders. Well, we don't give the Vikings enough credit, man. They put up about thirty points a game. Yeah, yeah. those guys tons put of weapons, up points, tons of. We always talk about the Cowboys' weapons, but they, they can go match for match from a from a running back standpoint, from from a two, I mean, all Pro Bowl receivers, and I mean, Kirk Cousins at times looks looks good, man. He does. He, he's 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 looked really good this season. All right, Giants at the Chiefs. Chiefs are a 10-point favorite somehow. <laughs> Don't understand it. I'd, over under 52 and a half. I'd love to see the last time somebody lost by 30 and were 10-point favorites the very next week. Like, that doesn't Probably happen. Never. Like, they, 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 we're, we're, we're still respecting the Chiefs. Like, they were that, that Super Bowl offense the last, last... They're not that right now, man. They're really not. I mean, I don't touch the Chiefs. On spreads because I mean there's some like oh and one and six this year on spreads but like if, if I'm gonna lean one way like eh, I don't know man ten points is a lot the, the way they've been playing I so I have a like my method for this one is uh I did put the Chiefs in my money line bet for the week I think I have a six or seven game money line but the only reason I picked the Chiefs in the money line is because it's Monday night and I can cash out before this shit game if I feel like it <laughs> so. Where do at what point, you know, the Chiefs aren't aren't covering any of these spreads, the way they've looked. At what point are we betting the opposite team? Like in this case, they're ten point dogs. At what point are we betting that spread for the Giants? I mean, I know it's it's hard betting against Mahomes and Tyree Kill and all them, but at what point are we are we going with the numbers? We're going with the one and the six against the spread. I mean, I I'm interested to see as as we inch closer to the Monday because this is a Monday nighter. Like, is that gonna is that gonna inflate a little bit? Is that gonna go over ten? Because if it does that, like, I'll probably take that, dude. And then you got to look at the Giants' defense. Isn't bad. I mean, I know the Panthers suck. They just blanked them. They're gonna play the same exact way everyone else is playing against Mahomes. I mean, I'm not saying they're gonna win the game. They're not gonna win the game. But at what point do we do we start taking those spreads? I feel like after a month of the way the Chiefs have played, like we're all just just waiting for that fifty point explosion and the Chiefs to look like the Chiefs. And I don't I don't know if it's gonna happen like soon. Not when the Giants line up, you know, four guys to rush, drop seven guys in coverage, hit Kelsey every play like every other team is doing. Yeah, I mean, is is there a world where the Chiefs just come out and and Williams has twenty four carries for one hundred and thirty yards and two touchdowns? I I feel like Andy. Andy won't do it. I feel like Andy Reid's going to coach his offense the way he coaches his offense. I mean, if, well, if, if he didn't want to adjust in a Super Bowl, like, is he going to adjust against the Giants? 
is it kind of annoying that they'll never go into anything except for the shotgun? I mean, let's let's call it what it is. Mahomes has more turnovers than any quarterback in the league mm-hmm. through seven games. Yeah. He has nine picks in an interception or nine picks in a fumble. If that was Carson Witt, Carson wins with nine picks in a fumble through seven games, ESPN and the rest of the media would have offed him. Off with his head. And but it's Mahomes, so it's okay. It's it's just, oh he'll recover, whatever. They look bad. I I feel like I, I I don't know how many people out there saw him saw him play in, in college at Texas Tech, but I feel like he's 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 been that guy this year. My defense is absolute fucking trash. I don't have a run game. I have to win this game by myself, so I have to take all these crazy wild chances, and that's that's what we've seen for three weeks. It's 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 Texas Tech, Pat Mahomes. At what point is Mahomes going to be humble and cut out the bullshit with the no-look passes and all this shit just trying to look cool? Just play football and try and win games. I mean, at the same time, in the same token, would you be shocked if the, the Chiefs won by two touchdowns against this giant, this 2-5 and five Giants team? See, it's, no, it's, absolutely, it's, it's, absolutely not. It's, it's, it's just like the, we're just waiting for this monster that is the Chiefs offense to wake up and explode. Hey, Wes, we're going to touch on a couple of the next week's early early games because there's some lines out here. If you guys are looking at ahead all the way to next week, which I love to look at, man, there's some. Yeah, but, I mean, that, that gets pretty risky betting, so I don't really want to be telling people to hit stuff and then you have someone go down and it's like. Well, I'll I mean, do it, Wes. The Cardinals are minus <laughs> three against the Niners next week. Mortgage the house. There is no way they don't win that game by three or more. Is that in San Fran? Yeah. Yeah. Who cares? Off, I, off, a, off a 10 days to prepare for that, right? No, I mean, there was, there was definitely ones we're already looking at for next week, like Packers at the Chiefs. Uh, Packers are a two-and-a-half-point dog. Uh, Chargers are three-and-a-half-point favorite at, uh, at the Eagles. Next week, Raiders, two-and-a-half-point favorite over the Giants. There's some definitely games I like looking at a week out. Angles. Bengals two and a half over the Browns. I'd smash that. And then my favorite one, the Patriots minus two against the Panthers. That that one seems insane to me. Yeah. That, I think the Patriots roll those dudes. So are what do you got for the World Series here, Weddle? Baseball. Oh man, guy. F- finally some baseball talk. Look, look, uh Me and Jeff will try to stay awake. Uh Giants lost a heartbreaker in the divisional series to the Dodgers with I hate the Dodgers, but the Dodgers got theirs in the NLCS. They got upset by an 88-win uh, Braves team. Game one of the World Series was last night. Uh, Braves defeated the favorites, the Houston Astros. Uh, like the, the the Astros are, are the villains nationwide. We all know the trash cans, the, the, the cheating scandal, blah, blah, blah. But Charlie Morton, starting pitcher for the Braves last night, actually took a hard ground ball up the middle, broke his fibula or tibia, whatever it was, Still got four outs after that, throwing 96 and, and pretty much falling off the mound every pitch he threw. Braves up 1-0. I mean, good for the Braves, man. They haven't won a World Series since 1995. Haven't been to a World Series since 1999. They lost to the Yankees. But, uh, no, man, I, I, this is my absolute favorite time of year when it comes to Deportes. That's sports for the people that don't talk Spanish out there. <laughs> the, the, the NFL is in full swing. Uh, NBA starting up. It's October baseball. I mean, just the the... The 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 chess matches going on in these major league playoff games, it's unbelievable. Uh, I don't know, man. Give me the Braves. They were a plus. I think they were, they were like a plus one forty two or something like that to win the World Series. Now that's shifted. They've won game one, game two tonight. Uh, we'll see how that goes. 
Let's be real though, Weddo. Atlanta has a big time blow it in championship game type feel. Oh yeah. Not just not just with the Falcons. Oh yeah. The Braves have done it. Yeah. I mean, are you guys the uh, Hawks and, and, and the fact that the Braves are in this World Series? I mean, their 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 best player, like they're they're the one of the two, three, four, five best players in Major League Baseball tore his ACL back in 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 May or early June, late May, and like their their season was all for naught. Nah, man, they they built a roster, and and here they are with, without their best player. It's good for them. I'm I'm I mean I, I don't have a dog in the fight, but yeah, I I love, a- Atlanta needs a win. The city of Atlanta needs a win. Have you guys uh you guys been doing any betting on NBA or hockey? I'm over two, so I stopped. <laughs> I I tried to do some of it, but it's not stuff that I know enough yet. Since this is turning into more of a sports betting type of podcast, <laughs> I'll be doing my research, but I'm a football guy. I, I'll watch this stuff. I've tried to bet. I I'm losing all my gains betting on something I don't know. So not not really for me. Yeah, I mean for for all the I mean, if we wanted to get into all the college stuff, man, we need a whole separate, oh, yeah. a separate show to record each no. week. Because there's, I mean, I do every week. I do some of the college betting, and man, that can that can really turn on you pretty quick. Yeah, I think I, it was last week. I had Cincinnati covering a spread, and they didn't cover. You know, they got some out of nowhere. Got a pretty close game put up against them against uh was it navy right yeah yeah and i mean i mean the, the way this goes like i mean there, there's days that there's no big time sports like you get bored i put i put five ten dollars on the bundesliga the other day you guys even know what that is <laughs> german soccer <laughs> i lost hey i i lost i got one west hammer whoever the hell i bet on like yeah i lost i got one for you guys talking college football michigan plays michigan state on saturday they're both undefeated michigan's currently minus four they're going to cover. Michigan's going to cover. They're going to win. That'll be the one college game I bet on last week. One for one. I, I bet I bet Nevada to cover. <laughs> one for one. Hey, going back to baseball, Widow. Talk to me. I love the baseball tough guy stuff in the World Series. Mm-hmm. Like, what that guy pitching on a broken tibu, uh, tibular or whatever, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. But every time I think tough guy baseball, mm-hmm. I think back to my boy Kurt Schilling. Mm-hmm. Love him. But the whole blood on the sock thing, dude, made me laugh every time. Like, he's such a tough guy. He's got blood on his ankle. <laughs> <laughs> and there's still there's still conspiracy theories out there, bro, that, that that's a red Sharpie. That he, he, he so did it on dumb, purpose. Dude. So the opposing dugout could be like, oh, look at, that. look at how tough Kurt Schilling is with his 43% body fat out here getting people out. Like he got a really big mosquito bite that he itched and it bled through his sock, <laughs> but he's a, but he's a hero in baseball world. A lot of lot of tough guys that play baseball, bro. <laughs> a ton of tough guys. <laughs> All right. Speaking of tough guys, I think it's time. It is time for Weddo's top five. Yeah. So what we're doing this week with the top five, uh, I'm ranking like. I don't know about you guys, but like gr- growing up, like going to the arcade was was a a, a, a big deal for me. It was a, a I, I love arcade games, man. Going to golf and stuff in Tucson, going to giggles here in Douglas, like that. I, I love that. So what I'm doing this week, I'm ranking the top five sports arcades of my childhood. Probably what uh, ninety to ninety nine. Let's just let's just say it's the nineties. All right, number five is gonna be Top Golf. You guys ever played Top Golf? I'm sorry, not Top Golf, Golden Tee. 
Golden Tee. I that, went that, to, that, that I went to Top Golf. <laughs> I got him confused. Golden Tee. You know what I'm talking about? That golf game that's got the yep. little cue ball that you spin. That was in pretty much in every single bar in any any bar in the country. Top Golf was awesome, man. And and it, what sucked about it, like it sucked you in. You pay a dollar and you get to play three holes, and you're like, what the hell did I do for the other fifteen holes? You got to put in another dollar. Every three holes is is a dollar. So before you're done, you're five dollars deep, and and you see yourself shooting something like sixty over par. Great game, though, man, while you're drinking beer still to this day. Matter of fact, I have a Golden Tea Arcade in my living room right now. Golden hey, Tea. So, hey, yeah, so Wedo, I'm going to interrupt the top yeah, five. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Because, so it was of your childhood. Were you, were you out drinking beers playing <laughs> in your childhood? Or? <laughs> I used to, I, no, the bowling alley here had a Golden Tea, man. That thing was awesome. Uh, number four, NFL Blitz. Remember that game? I mean, the bomb, the oh, Hail yeah. Mary, they're essentially the same play. It was, it was, it was like a... It was like the NFL on steroids, NFL Blitz. Remember that? that shit was awesome. Yeah, it was man. awesome game. And, and if, it, I think it had Cordell Stewart on the cover, like just veins upon veins, flexing, holding a, a football on fire. And the, th- the thing about this game, like it went out of its way to always keep it close. Like if you're up two touchdowns, like you're going to automatically throw a pick to try to make the game closer. NFL mm-hmm. Blitz, it eventually became a, a PlayStation game. Like we all had it growing up. NFL Blitz, number four. Number three, Street Fighter 2. Remember Street Fighter 2? Not Street Fighter 1, Street Fighter 2. They all had individual stories, whether it's, it's the Honda with his fast hands or Blanca doing the electrical thing, Ryu and Ken. I, I, are they brothers? I don't know. They got the same moves. One dude wears red, one dude wears white. At the end, like you got to fight the bosses. You, 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 you beat Vega, you beat Saget, you beat Balrog, you beat Bison. And they're all connected to Bison. Remember Bison, the boss? Like He killed Chun-Li's dad, whatever. Like I, I, He did something to all these guys. He's like the worst person in the world, Bison. So everybody's fighting to get to the level to fight Bison and beat him up. Terrible movie with Jean-Claude Van Damme and Raul Julia. But uh, <laughs> Street Fighter was an amazing... Street Fighter 2 was an amazing game. Uh, number two, uh, WrestleFest. Do you remember WrestleFest? The, the, the WWE... Uh, this, they didn't have this in the town that I grew up, but it, it was such a big deal, man. The Legion of Doom, Jake the Snake Roberts, Earthquake, Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, Demolition. So you're, 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 you're just tagged to... You, you pick your two characters, and you're playing tag teams throughout to try to beat it. Just phenomenal gameplay. Like I remember the ring thinking the ring was like the size of a city, man. Like The, the ring was humongous. Uh, WrestleFest, number two. And number one, the greatest arcade sports video game of all time, NBA Jam by Midway. 1991. I mean, he's on fire. Remember that? The only thing, my only beef with NBA Jam was that Michael Jordan wasn't on it. There was some weird contract stuff. If you pick the Bulls, you got to play with Pippen. You got to play with Horace Grant. I remember, <laughs> I remember I'd always pick the Suns. It was Charles Barkley, Kevin Johnson. But then you realize Kevin Johnson in the game, he's just a little guy, so you can't rebound. So you got to pick two big guys. I mean, it, NBA Jam, the greatest sports arcade game of all time. Boom. There it is. I like it. No debate. Any, did I miss anything? Like, no. I wanted to put Mortal Kombat in there, but... Well, no, I mean, as, as soon as you told us it was arcade games, I think I yeah. I said one and two yep. yeah, right off. <laughs> Same page. Same page. Same page. Did, did I leave anything out there, Jeff? I was a big yeah, fan I mean, of Spy Hunter. Yeah, I mean, there's some there's some good game. Remember Pit Fighter? Yeah. Like, like the, these... I, I had a lot of fun playing Spy Hunter in, with the... You'd be driving the little car and shooting stuff on the road yeah. and off-road. What about off road? Off road was great, dude. Like yeah. I, I wanted to put cruising USA on here. Remember that one? Like off road was great, dude. You, the yellow one in the middle, the, the blue one yeah. on the right, the, the the red one on the left. Yeah, you'd you'd hit the little turbo. The turbo, yeah, yeah, and they're smart, dude. Like they, they reel you in. Like you're at a turbo. Like oh, for only twenty five cents, we'll give you five more turbos. Yeah, I'm a sucker every time, man. I need more turbo to win these races. <laughs> that's pay, where that's where Madden and Call of Duty got all their fucking rip offs, dude. <laughs> Started with that game. 
No, pay and, to win. I, I mean, uh, not, now as an adult, like I have, I have NBA Jam, I have Golden Tea, I got Street Fighter Two, like in my living room. My wife gets mad at me because I'm turning my living room into a bar. She tells me. Yeah, you look, look at five. my screen, dude. My whole house is a man cave, and I got a family. <laughs> yeah, the uh, I definitely NBA Jam. Good memories playing oh, that one, though. Yeah, that was. Whew, I remember having that. I think I had that for every system. Yeah. It was you'd play it at the arcade. Had it for the, you know, had it for the Sega. Mm-hmm. Had it for the Game Gear. I, I mean, mean, I. I put I put Street Fighter on there instead of Mortal Kombat. Did or do you did you, did you guys lean one way? I think I played in the arcades. I played more Mortal Kombat. Yeah, and then I remember Mortal Kombat for when it came out for Sega. We got it, but it there was no blood. Remember? Yeah, you, you had, had to, to put, put in the, the blood, blood code. The blood code, and then you could do your fatalities and your animalities and your babalities and all that. <laughs> I mean, I real mean quick. Mortal Kombat was cool because they'd be ripping each other's heads off yeah, and shit. Yeah. Hey, who 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 was your guy in Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter? Mortal Kombat, I, I always played with Scorpion. Okay. So, dude. Get over here. Get over here. All right. I was more of a Sub-Zero. Sub-Zero. Guy. Yeah, Sub-Zero. Yeah, yeah. Shout out. What, yeah. what about Street Fighter? In Street Fighter, my favorite was Balrog. Oh, the boxer that Mike yeah. Tyson wanted to be? Yeah, because I, I thought it looked like Mike Tyson. I yeah. thought it was badass. What about you, Jeff? Mine was that dude from, like, Ganya or whatever that. Dalsum. Dalsum. Yeah, that Dalsum. Yeah. I like Ken. Ken was my guy. Yeah. Good memory. Asa Weto, the yep. top five. Yep. Incredible as always. Yep. I was defending you yesterday. What about, happened? About choked, out, about choked out my sister-in-law. <laughs> what happened? The in-laws are in town, and my sister-in-law goes, oh, you guys are doing your podcast tomorrow? Hey, I, I've listened to all those top fives, and I was like, oh, here comes another <laughs> glowing review. She's like, that guy doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> I was like, you shut your whore mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Which one did she's she like, like? She's like she's like defending French fries like that. Uh, uh, Chick Fil A has the best French fries. I'm like oh, you, you're insane. I mean, they were on the list. What were they four or something like that? Ah, dude, she talking about McDonald's fries are trash. I'm like, get out of my house. She, like, she, why are you here? She probably thinks LeBron's better than Jordan too. While we're going at it, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we covered the week seven breakdown. The week eight review. We'll be coming back at you next week with our look back on week eight and looking forward into week nine that we started to this week, but we'll have much more for you coming next week. Thank you all for joining us. Yo, Adrian, we did it. Y'all have a great night.